Hey, what up, pig freaks? It's your bald little bandito, Kevin here. We finally made it to the last episode of season one. If you've been watching and listening along, please don't forget to turn in your final assignment. You just have to rate the pod five stars and then write a short review. Don't stress about the contents of the review too much. In fact, the use of chat GPT is even encouraged. Anyways, we hope you enjoy this last episode of this season. And stay tuned for more Peak Freaks in the near future, including a special edition episode where we review your mom. On that note, let's get into it. Actually, when I heard it, I was shocked. I'm like, I don't think I've ever really used that word. I remember you saying it when you said it, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if that's the right one. Yeah. Are we going to be in trouble? It was right. innocent, though, because it looked like you were pulling for the right word. You just grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get into Peak Freaks. All right. Peak Freaks, Episode 8. Twin Peaks, Episode 7. The Last Evening. You guys excited? Yeah. It's very confusing with the episodes. I always forget about that. Because I want to correct you so bad. Like, no, we're on Episode 8. But then it is Episode 7. Yeah, Peak Freaks is always one episode ahead. Yeah. Donna and James enter Jacoby's home. They ask each other where to start looking and find a box full of margarita umbrellas, all labeled. Donna finds the controls for the ambient noise, and James quickly turns it off. Donna finds the coconut that Laura mentioned in her tape, and it contains a tape and a half a heart necklace. Bobby watches James and Donna pull away. It's kind of a cool setup, I thought. It seemed kind of relaxing. I did. Um, I, I liked the the noisemaker on the wall that like just changes to like very specific noises. It's ocean noises and then it's some other kind of noise. I can't remember what it was. Did she turn it on and it played like Hawaiian music though? Yeah. That's so stupid. Like she turned it on and immediately was like, ah, I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah. So I don't know. Dr. Jacoby seems like a serial killer. He's got umbrellas with just names. Like I was thinking that, like that's serial it. killers do, and they take yeah. their uh, souvenir. Actually, during this scene, I was thinking about how your fiance's son was cried because he did. He wanted to go to uh, Hawaii over Ohio. Yeah, think about that. I agree. It's more expensive to fly to Ohio than Hawaii. It's that a more crazy. overall more expensive trip. So. Better redo yeah. it. We'd be going to Hawaii. So um, yeah, Jacoby. I mean, nothing really new there except for the umbrella thing. That's going to come back to haunt him. Yeah, the tiny drink. I just took those as sentimental. I didn't take those as like. I thought he just like had a fling in Hawaii and wrote it down. I don't think it was like a serial killer thing. Yeah, they might not mean anything, and he just loves tropical stuff. So, what I have. Uh, I have a note here that Bobby walks out and fake shoots them. The oh yeah, he does that. I, I I did crack up at that because uh, the way he it was just at James. I'm like, why does he want to kill this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like Leo, he's like, let's just get him arrested. James, he's like. <laughs> yeah. Bobby also is just it just shows that he is all talk no play because he just pretends to shoot him it's like get a real yeah. gun and fucking shoot him yeah everybody else in the show has a real gun <laughs> fucking step up your game a lot of guns in this episode so many guns i thought so too 
Jacoby creeps around the bushes towards Maddie. A man in a balaclava and a trench coat beats him mercilessly. Jacoby cannot move or cry out and suffers a heart attack. Okay, so that fandom cleared it up for me because I'm like, is this Leo? But it says a man. And I remember the man in the woods with Leo. But I, I, I didn't know if we were supposed to think that was Leo or not doing that. I don't think it was Leo. My only note there was that outfit that Dr. J was wearing must have made Owen furious. I just I don't even look anymore because it pisses me off. The tie with the uh, tie-dye shirt. Did you guys notice that Laura's cousin, the way she was like spinning was like in the video? I felt Dude, like. it's Laura. Like I'm convinced that this whole thing is she set up her own death and then she's just her. And she's she's so like twisted and can trick all these people trick people into like loving her banging her she knows what's going on well, where's she the body from that's the body they did the guy analyzed like so Dude, thoroughly she, she just i don't know faked it <laughs> she had the fake purple makeup on with like sparkles and they, they cut her open holding, holding her heart oh shit! <laughs> i forgot that they, i forgot they took her to the morgue, the morgue. yeah <laughs> Whatever, dude. Just, yeah. Stiff of a board, board. She's painted all blue when they find her. I don't Or I, she killed her cousin. Oh. She's playing her cousin. And oh, that's shit. the whole case. Now that's a theory. Now that's a good theory. Because the other one was completely ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good, Owen. Yeah, well done. Good job. Round I just, of applause. I'm just like Andy. Literally, none of my things are. Well thought through. They're all stumbled upon. So the man in the woods knocks Jacoby out cold from behind. But I did note again that it was very gently in slow motion. <laughs> I don't know if that's like just some kind of like directorial device to like make it seem like somebody's hurting somebody without actually hurting them. Or if it's yeah. just if it's a choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just I easy to show that you don't have to actually show contact, but even so, he was only getting hit in the middle of his back. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the safest spot to like really pound someone. Not your yeah. chest, you know. Yeah, it made me wonder about the intent of the attacker there. Like why why attack that guy but not kill him? And like whatever That's he true. did was very. What what was with the eye thing? That was like kind of out of nowhere where they zoomed in on his eye. This scene was like look different than any other scene in the whole series. They I'm remind funny. me of a little show called Lost where they zoom in on the eye. Mm. We finish where we started. <laughs> right here. You don't remember this? It is so long. Yeah, they're just trying to make it dramatic. And then like, yeah. they're like, oh, we'll cut the roulette table because like, it looks like an eyeball. I just feel like someone thought of that shot and they're like, no, we have to include it, even though it just seems so out of place, like the tempo <laughs> of the show. They're like, we got to include this shot. It was very 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. It was a little bit too long. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the next scene. Oh my God, this is hilarious. 
You guys are going to love this because I'm reading the fandom word for word. All right, you ready? This fandom loses all credibility instantly. A wheel spins on a craps table. <laughs> oh, man, that is so off. <laughs> yeah. After hyping up crap so much in the last episode, how can they fuck that up? Yeah, it sounds like I wrote the fandom. Wait, are we sure that craps? maybe the roulette table is called a crap table? I I don't know. Dennis, he called it a wheel. And everyone calls that's, it the roulette table. Yeah, I guess that is a roulette, roulette wheel. Yeah. But that's really frustrating. This person's an idiot and they have no idea how to, to gamble. And that makes me think they don't understand the show at all. It's a gambling show. Everybody's gambling with their lives. So. Dominoes, um, cards. Big Ed has lost another bet and Cooper wins again. And a woman whispers in his ear. Cooper tips Jacques, the poker chip, missing a corner. So I was trying to understand like just how counting cards works because he mentions he counted he counts cards because he mm -hmm. he's like hitting on two two like you don't know the next card the exact next card you know the overall odds of the game i think they're just trying to make it like very elementary to just get the point across that he's counting cards and they yeah. didn't want to go too in depth of him playing like 20 hands of <laughs> blackjack to be like oh shit he's actually counting cards they just like show how ridiculous this is move on to the next one just cut to like a youtube video of a guy explaining how you count cards <laughs> yeah. or they do that stupid thing that the the big short did let's cut to margot roby in a bathtub explaining <laughs> card <tough>. counting <laughs> yeah i hate that scene so much i hate and that movie just like men men men, <laughs> men men i hate that movie that's because a guy wrote and directed that and i'm like that guy, that's what he thinks like a dumb person would like enjoy. And like Didn't, uh, the um old school guy directed or uh what's his name? He's with Will Ferrell all the time. Adam yeah, McKay. It's Adam McKay, and he's like probably thinks he's elite and smarter than everybody else. He's like, hmm, nobody else will understand this scene. So let's get Margot Roby in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't understand what kind of uh, Blackjack Cooper was playing. Was he just like omitting from turning his other card over for fun? Oh, yeah, I didn't get that part. Yeah. I'm like, are you supposed to do that? No, it's like you just show your hand and you just play it. I don't know why he wouldn't want to know that card. <laughs> one eyed Jacks, one card down. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's Jack's <laughs> rules, baby. <laughs> they do a Jack's way at one eyed Jacks. <laughs> I liked when Jack was giving. I don't know. I mean, he's doing stuff at the table. Actually, I didn't like this. His tongue, he had too much tongue play the whole time that they showed Jack. It looked like a little like snapping turtle's tongue. It was really close to me. Just kept going like this. That one's hard to describe for microphone. Owen's kind of <laughs> sticking out his tongue just about a little a, bit. Just about a centimeter. No, no, no. Everyone knows what a snapping turtle's tongue looks like. So it's okay. <laughs> just keep that explanation in there. Yeah, I just looked at the uh, statistics for the pod, and we are at the 95% zoologist demographic, <laughs> which is really helpful for that, that uh, imagery. Uh, Cooper, when the hooker approaches him, and he's kind of like, he tells her, maybe later, thanks for asking. That is me to a T at the strip club. <laughs> but there is no later. 
there's all there's always a later but it's always at the exact end of the night and it's like i'll pull out 60 bucks and be like all right i've been teasing this girl for about an hour and a half to two hours time to actually like make it worth their time in the worst like slightest way yeah oh you actually follow through kevin yes but i like to like make them flirt with me and like earn their keep before they give me that 30 second lap dance man you're so cool <laughs> All right, let's continue. Audrey dressed in lingerie by a hunchbacked seamstress. Oh yeah, what was with that? Okay, go ahead. Keep going. No, I, I, we can stop there because I didn't understand <laughs> that. I don't. I didn't even catch that. Did you see this? I'm like, what? It, this is it's too much. It's just another yeah. like log, log lady, basically, that they decided to throw in there. It's the hunchback of Notre Dame was doing yeah. her wardrobe. I thought and maybe then, the lady would show up later in the episode, but no. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Hunch so she had a hunchback? Yeah. Are you kidding me? How did you miss that, Kevin? I guess I was looking at Audrey. I think so. <laughs> okay, Mr. Horn. Audrey dressed in lingerie by a hunchback seamstress visits Blackie's office. Blackie says the owner will visit that night and asks her to pick a card spread across the table. Audrey picks the Queen of Diamonds card and Blackie puts her hand over Audrey's hand. I got nothing really there, that scene. No, just that she teases the owner coming in. And at that point, did you guys know who the owner was? It's the horn. I felt like I always knew who the owner was. He's the owner of the perfume counter. Yeah, we knew who it was. Yeah, her dad. Was That wasn't a secret, right? I, I mean, they never really said it. Oh. But once they said like the owner, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be her dad. Yeah, I think it was always just implied, and then it finally was kind of clear in this episode. Yeah, and then I was thinking about him like he got like a private room and like could look at get any girl he wanted, compared to the other ones where it seemed more transactional. All right, let's go on to the next scene. Hooper talks to Jacques about his business with Leo and instructs Jacques to meet him at the water processing plant in two hours. Jacques then tells how the bit of Jacques then tells how the bit of the po all right hang on I need a clean shot here. Yuck. Jacques Jacques then tells how the bit of the poker chip got into Laura's stomach. Leo had made her bite down on it when the bird was attacking her, telling her, "Bite the bullet, baby. Bite the bullet." I love that. That was the best. That was the bullet. It's it's good directing because it kind of like just pulls you like, oh, I hate I hated that, which is like what you're supposed to feel like you fucking hate this guy. Or on the contrary, he just became the winner of the episode. Joke, <laughs> <laughs> as Kevin says. Oh, so he basically just goes over the story of that night at the cabin, and it it was almost unsatisfying but also satisfying at the same time that they were just partying at the cabin together. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, she loved it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was just like a fun night. I thought it was going to be like a stressful interaction, but they were all just high and partying and <laughs> like everybody and yeah, no drama. Dude, Laura just wanted to die. I also like that. Uh, even Waldo was in love with Laura yeah <laughs> yeah i think at one point he says you know how that bird is <laughs> and it's like what the fuck are you talking about because he, he kind of implies that he's like raping her waldo is because he's like he just kept pecking at her 
love packs. <laughs> Anyways, I yeah, that was I, I, I was surprised at like how consensual the whole thing was, even with Jock. Like, who's banging Jock? I think Renette. Damn. Yeah, they were just a party crew and kind of anticlimactic, in my opinion. Not for Leo and Jock. Okay. okay so this is the scene we just saw which is probably the most boring sentence in fandom history okay audrey waits alone in a room all right guys she sure, she sure does let's <laughs> <laughs> they, they did show her outfit which i'm like this is why she picked the card to wear <laughs> the card, card on her shirt that like was, I was confused by that too. And it's like, what if she picked something else other than that? <laughs> like she picked the Joker. With yeah. Butt, like, they got uh, a bunch of big cards up. back there that they just sew on to you. Let's get into the next one. Owen, you ready? Yeah, go on. Shelly washes her hair in the sink with the gun next to her. Leo sneaks up behind her and grabs her mouth. I was wondering why she's washing her hair there. I was, but at the same time, the whole house is in shambles. So she has no other option other than to wash her hair in the sink. Uh, I don't know if we got there yet. I think I, oh. I skipped ahead the fandom, right? Oh, and what you got there? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I forgot I even had these until, <laughs> until it came up. I was like, holy shit, we have a huge deck of cards here. All right, why do you have those not to lose them? Yeah, I got bad eyes. <laughs> okay, for context, Owen has just become the prop king. He pulled out <laughs> a giant deck of cards out of nowhere. He just had these lying around. Okay, anyways, so the last thing I thought about that was, originally I thought she was dyeing her hair, and then on the second watch, I just realized she was washing it with potentially dish soap. She might have been washing her hair with dish soap. Yeah, probably not, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of what I was thinking too. I'm like, he just see this right. But there just, was it's probably just like a different size bottle, you know. There was dish soap clearly next to her, but let's not worry about that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're poor. Well, at least they seem poor. Maybe it is dish soap. Does this girl have no one else? She still says stay at the house. Like she can't yeah, go well, anywhere. Right. Why would she stay there? Just yeah. go stay anywhere else. And she knows Leo's outside. I mean, come on, like that is dish soap. Dude, that's no, shampoo. That's what shampoo used to look like back yeah. then. Yeah, uh, shampoo used to look like dish soap. Okay? If anything, that looks like Murphy's oil soap that you used it for the ground. Okay, maybe it was Murphy's oil soap. <laughs> On their stakeout, Andy tells Harry that Lucy has not talked to him. Jacques pulls into the plant and is surrounded by cops. Jacques steals Deputy Fred's gun and attempts to escape, but Andy shoots him in the shoulder. Oh, and you can clear this up for me because I got very confused on the second watch of this. They said that Cooper was 10 minutes downstream. I looked up Snoqualmie Falls and it is like 20 to 30 miles east of Seattle next to a river. How on earth are they getting to and fro Canada so fast? Um, I don't think it's supposed to be so specific and in an exact area that's that close like to get there you'd have to take if they're going to victoria you gotta take a boat if you're going to vancouver you gotta go like an hour more than that like two two to three hours north 
So. Okay, so my this is my guess. It was just like, yes, they made that opening shot in Snoqualmie Falls, but it doesn't necessarily take exactly place at that location. Sure. I think I don't even think that they're trying to make it one location because they're all over the place and when they're shooting this and like the actual areas. It's not just one yeah. area. And the city's fake, so it's not like meant to be just Snoqualmie Falls. So, so they're taking a boat on a river I, I thought it was more an ocean i guess in my head no if they're going oh yeah because they're taking the boat to canada so that's victoria i would be my guess is where they go and that's the sound they have to cross the sound to get there is the sound the swan like it's kind of like the it's like a bay yeah but there's a bunch of like islands and shit and land yeah i don't know what what makes a bay a bay <laughs> I got a few things to tell you about that. Is that your Valentine's Day card? <laughs> I don't know what makes a bay a bay, but girl, you are it. <laughs> but you sound like it. <laughs> but I don't what makes a bay a bay and what makes a sound a sound. It's just a big body of water that's got like land around, but the sound, Puget Sound is like that whole. Okay, yeah. before we get to the next scene, I did you guys have anything else here? It's Andy's big scene, Owen. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, we didn't talk about the gunshot. <laughs> it was mentioned in the paragraph I just read. Oh, yeah. of course. Like this goes back to where Dennis says that they went to the shooting range to practice shooting guns. And it's like, yeah. I feel like him shooting a gun, he's going to be the savior down the road. And you're spot on. James, Donna, and Maddie listen to the tape from Jacoby's Coconut. Laura insults James and talks about how Leo is trying to kill her, but that gets her off. Dr. Hayward leaves and tells Donna to check on her mother. James and Donna embrace, and James tells Madeline that Jacoby was trying to help Laura. And Donna asks how he got that necklace. I was just finally happy someone said what I thought about James, put it perfectly into words that he's basically a loser. She's like, God, James is sweet, but he's so dumb. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she said in the note. I just, everyone fucking shits on that guy in the show. I love it. (laughs) I love this, the way he looks there. (laughs) I I did like the scene a lot. Just that, the ending where he was like, basically, I know for sure now, like how she thought about me and he can like move on. I like that. But Laura is like, she talks about how she banged a guy in a mask and she's just such like a, a slut, you know? <laughs> it's like gross. She's all over the place. She's I know. banging everyone. She but is. then she mentions how he, uh, she said he lights his fire in her, in her red Corvette or something like no, that. No, no. He, he lights her F-I-R-E. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> Did you watch it with subtitles on, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. But she's banging someone with a mask in a red Corvette. Leo owns a red Corvette, has a mask. We know that Leo banged Laura because that's what happened at the, at least what Jacques, Wait, oh. what Jacques said. But I think there's multiple masked guys. It's like just all, okay. Yeah. Cause why it's would not it... that crazy to be a masked guy that's doing all these like bad things? Yeah. It, it's just yeah. weird that she would specifically mention like banging a masked guy. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I don't remember her mentioning a mask. Either do I, but Owen's pretty convinced, so let's buy into it. 
I don't know. Leo is really not who he thought he was. He's a raper, a a, a bomb maker, a killer. Whoa. You going, you freestyling here? A, <laughs> a bomb maker, a killer. <laughs> yeah, he's a bad guy. He wasn't the sweet old guy that just was mad about his wife not getting his chores right. Yeah. This scene did confirm, though, that they were hooking up, right? That's 100% official. Yeah. I think you're right because earlier when I was like, I'm surprised at how consensual it was. It was kind of based off of this scene where she's talking about it and how she liked it. Okay, the last thing before we get on, I actually two things. One is I didn't realize until now, but Laura opens up her messages to Jacoby with, hey, what's up, Doc? <laughs> I think that's a Bugs Bunny reference. <laughs> yeah. Because the next scene got so cartoonish. I was like, oh, are they trying to lean into the cartoon thing? But- the other thing was Donna's dad is the doctor. I never really put that together. He's the guy, the fourth person in the woods that Owen thought was the fisherman, but he's like, yeah, yeah I kind of like every time he was on the screen, I kind of just didn't listen. Mm -hmm. So like I, when Owen said about the fisherman in the woods, I thought it was him too. Yeah. And I knew it's there was just... another old guy that looked like him, but I didn't like put the brain effort in to figure out what he, who he was. It's okay, Dennis. You're just racist to old white guys. They all look the same to you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're connected. I know the, those two brothers. At the lumber mill, Leo unloads his gas after tying Shelly up inside. He winds up a bomb and tells Shelly she has one hour to think about her behavior and that he will kill Bobby. So that is what I meant by like very cartoonish scene. Like, <laughs> have a bomb you're tied up like it was just very cartoonish yeah. dang then, kevin that's the same voice that you used for the last episode when you're talking about the green goblin and stealing all the candy <laughs> my animation voice and my cartoon voice are pretty similar my agent has me working on that <laughs> you'll get it i i like the uh leo just yelling you broke my fucking heart shelly <laughs> i i felt that it was real I was wondering, Owen, did you have any thoughts on Leo's trench coat? Um, he just, all right, I'm going to bring back, this is going to be obvious of who I'm going to talk about. Maybe, maybe not. He just looks like Sting, the wrestler, because Sting would always wear a trench coat, has that long, greasy hair. You put the face paint on him, same thing. He just isn't carrying around a baseball bat yet or coming down for the rafters, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Sting's like outfit was loosely based off of Leo. But he has like these really flappy shoulder pads and this weird trench coat and this. Yeah, he must be like a cold bug, you know, just always cold. He's a big <laughs> jacket. It is funny, though, Dennis. Dennis's background throughout this entire recording has always been Leo. And he looks older by the last episode of this season. Yeah, I know he did. You notice the hair? Yeah. In the pilot, he has the hair like that. Like frosted tips the pilot seemed like it was filmed so much earlier than the other episodes isn't that the case and then they like clean up the actors and like try to do some other things to make it a little bit better be like oh that's great but let's do some of this now that you signed on yes they do like a lot of market research and focus groups I, so yeah, yeah. i that think that would be too much if his hair was just dangling over his eye all the time yeah, the only other thing I love the You Broke My Heart scene. I'd love to hear Dennis's rendition of it one more time. 
I will say, Kevin or Dennis, you normally have really good uh, Leo impressions when he's like being very, say, passionate. Okay, so. I'll do it. I'll do it. You broke my heart. No, it was no. clean. I liked it. I, I liked it. it. After, right afterwards, I'm like, oh god, that's what I. No, <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. No, you should be. It's fine. Move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lee, I just got a text from my wife that said, "Are you okay?" <laughs> tell her that you broke her heart or she broke your heart no tell her that your uh affair broke your heart <laughs> some other girl broke your heart <laughs> tell her she's breaking our hearts by not listening time. to our podcast i know she well she told me today that she was gonna listen to it but yeah, i was bullshit. on spotify but i was on spotify at that time and we share a spotify account i think i was listening to the podcast too on spotify Nadine wears a beautiful silk dress and puts a note on a tray before pouring a lot of pills into a bowl. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. oh, my God. Clap. What a, a great um, prop for the finale. Dennis, you it nailed the, it. For the fans listening dennis busted out a eye patch for nadine no yeah nadine i knew her name <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue every i feel like five minutes before this podcast i'm like looking around my kids playroom <laughs> what could i bring the only thing else i noted about this was when nadine was prepping for whatever she was prepping for i don't know if they talked about the suicide yet but there was a new soft version of the theme song I haven't heard. It was like the classic Twin Peaks song, but like with a harp, and I really liked it. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It was really nice. Yeah. I don't know if I, like the way she killed herself, took all the pills and like drank. It's like, I feel like I'd just be puking and have the worst stomach ache. I, and I feel like I'd puke them all up and it wouldn't work. I was thinking about this too, but I'm like, I think most people mix like sleeping pills in there. That just knock you out first, right? I haven't looked into it, Dennis. Tell me <laughs> more. Because I thought the same thing. Oh, and I'm like, that sounds like a horrible way to die. Like, if I take three, uh, like a leaf and swallow it, it's like the grossest thing in the world. Could you imagine swallowing like 50 pills? I take pills without any water, but <laughs> Jesus, what do you put them on your butt? <laughs> no, I, I just like pop them in, like get a little bit of spit, and then swallow. Why? But, I just don't drink water, so it's just like not part of my. It's like, oh, I got to go over to the sink. All right, let's get to the next scene. Hank counts his money into a suitcase. He thanks Josie for the 90K and he tells her it seems light. Hank talks about how his time is now worth more than 90K. Josie insists that they had an agreement. Hank surprises her with a blood handshake. That was cool. Um, I agreed. 90K, when they said 90K, I'm like, that's that's it. I feel like he's doing a lot. I don't take into effect like inflation because 90K today for all this is probably not enough, but I don't know what that's worth in the 80s. But I also put in my notes that the guy's name was Jose and not Hank because <laughs> I couldn't remember what his name was. Um, he doesn't look like a Jose. <laughs> oh, what's a oh, what's a Jose look like, Kevin? Or maybe we should ask Dennis. He's, a, he's a no, no. I can answer this question. It looks like a professional baseball player. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jose, no way. 
Rose. <laughs> but when they were talking about it, um, makes me think that she was involved in this car accident. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's where the missing arm, the eye patch. Oh, Ed got everything. And that's what he's kind of bribing her for. Um, and then the finger cut was just the cherry on top. Shit, I did not think about the missing arm or eye patch, but that kind of makes sense. The guy, the missing arm guy, did he say he got in a car crash? No, he, I was saying from an accident, but it sounded like that's the reason why Hank went away to jail was because of like some car crash. That yeah, oh, yeah, up for her ass. Yeah, I, for sure. Like he killed her husband on purpose and she paid him. So I just rewatched this episode and I really thought about it after that scene because I was a little confused. And so here was my understanding of it. It sounds like Hank killed Josie's husband for her in that boat crash or boat thing. Yeah. So I guess he she was just trying to get rid of her husband. She enlisted Hank to kill him in a boat accident. And I'm still confused at who co committed the vehicular manslaughter, but the vehicular manslaughter was supposed to be a distraction from the boat death and that's no, I think what vehicular manslaughter is the boat it's just a vehicle a boat vehicle oh really yeah so i think when we were talking about the car crash i forgot it was a boat the whole time we were talking <laughs> about that oh yeah that doesn't make any sense it's a water vehicle so i think it's the same charge for car or boat Huh. Well, I think we can all agree that scene is very confusing and we end this season having no clue what happened there, right? I just I think it just showed that she paid this guy to kill her husband. Comes down to that. And he ended up in prison because of it. Yeah, he knew he'd go to prison. For only 18 months was my other thing. I thought yeah. he was in prison for like 20 years. Yeah, I thought he was locked up for like near to like life and they just hit parole. So I was thinking, I'm like, why would this lady want to kill her husband? So here, I guess it would be that she has a relationship with Horn. So it's like he told her to kill her husband to then take control of the lumber mill to burn it down just to buy the land, right? I just thought she just wanted, like, I assume she doesn't like her husband and wanted to get rid of him and just take over and just start a new life. But she didn't start a new life. Well, she now owns the plant and and no husband, which is the new life. A plus, yeah. That's a plus. <laughs> All right. So my last thing on this scene was just when they do the blood oath, Hank's lick was really cool. And Josie's was really gross. <laughs> it was like, yeah. She put it on like chest. Like <laughs> mm. It's just like if someone were to cut my hand finger <laughs> like that, I'd kill him. That was like, I'd be like, fuck, that fucking hurt. Don't do that. Because it was like, I don't know. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I would hate it. And there's not enough like reaction to it. Have you ever had like a paper cut and you don't realize how much you use your fingers and it just is always hurting? Imagine a big cut like that. And this guy's doing it on purpose, like to himself. And if she's playing basketball, it's going to hurt every time she dribbles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. At the station house, the officers tell stories about the arrest. Lucy is impressed and Andy kisses her before she confesses that she is pregnant. 
Andy walks away in silence. Lucy answers the phone. Bobby impersonating Leo tells her to tell Harry to check out James. Lucy, I'm home. So this is where the, because Bobby did the gun pull earlier, like the fake gun pull. This scene kind of peaks when they're like hyping up Andy's story and they go, and then Andy came in with that and he goes, poof, or something like that. Like a fake gunshot. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was a weird connection. I don't know if it's supposed to be a connection, but I love that scene where they're pumping up Andy and that's, they're just at the police station just going, and then he did this, but I don't know. Yeah. I love that so much. I, I just, it's, it's very interesting. The, uh, like him being him shooting the guy scene, just how Jacques right afterwards is just totally fine. You know, just like, doesn't even look like he got hurt, barely hurt by this gun. There's lots of those. And it's kind of setting up the beginning of season two. Yeah. because. Not the guns don't really seem to have much no, of an impact don't on anybody. working very well. <laughs> yeah, they must have a different kind of gun over there. Yeah, the Twin Peaks, they're all just shooting airsofts. <laughs> yeah, a paintball gun, those do hurt, <laughs> they'll stop yeah. you. You'll run out like Leo and be mad. All right, did you guys have anything else on that scene? Lucy's was, pregnant. I liked when Andy is like, I'm the man, and then he closes the curtains behind him. One, it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. And I like that Andy had a little bit of confidence and it took him to shoot a gun. And then it kind of is beaten down when finds out that she's pregnant and it's awkward. I was going to say that scene, I couldn't figure out if he was beaten down or happy, like really happy. I think he walked away from it, like making progress, felt good about it. And then I was trying to figure out if it was her kid or I mean his kid or someone else's kid oh that's a good point maybe he's like fuck we didn't bang yet how are you pregnant yeah yeah i didn't think about that that's an interesting twist for season two all right i'm actually going to do two sentences here Ooh. <laughs> is such a smart boy <laughs> dr hayward says that dr jacoby is stable cooper says that leo must have taken both of the girls to the train car himself and Hayward reports that Jacoby saw Laura Palmer at the park. I don't think there's any, I don't think I have anything from that. Honestly, I think this fandom is glossing over the whole like Jacques in the hospital bed. Oh, so I think yeah. we might want to talk about that here because I don't think it mentions it at all. What does he mention there? Jacques basically just like confesses to everything. He says the blood on his shirt was Leo's blood on his shirt was Jacques. And then he says Jacques walked. Jacques says that he walked 15 miles after Leo smashed his head with a whiskey bottle. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's just talking about the shirt that Shelly found earlier, but what they're setting up basically is Leo didn't kill Laura. Yeah. They were just partying together. That's yeah. I understand. I mean, they mention it later, but the train car, I think this is the scene where he goes, did he take her to the train car? And she was, and he was like, no, not that oh, he mentions not that I remember because he got hit in the head, but, they're basically saying that Leo didn't take her there. Someone else did. We have this other mysterious figure, the guy with the mask on. So that's the real killer. Yeah. Oh, and you got anything? I don't remember this part. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine and Pete look through the shelves, but cannot find the book. Over the phone, Hank anonymously tells Catherine that the book is in the shed. Catherine gets ready to meet him and packs a gun. 
Yeah. It's like that Pete was getting hot over a girl named Midge in his in the yearbook. He's like, oh Midge. It's like, oh. I like that he grabbed the yearbook and just kind of wasn't worried about her issues. Yeah, knowing that his <laughs> <laughs> these are these are two of the most interesting characters in the series. Who Midge and Pete? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think it's unsaid how interesting this relationship is. Why don't we yeah. move on? <laughs> Hank talks to Norma about his time in the joint, trying to charm her. He reminds her that they have been together twenty years. He was really bullshitting her there, like just like flirting and like talking about nonsense they like had great times they moved on they're different people now and they just kind of had a reconnection there so i don't know if that's yeah. that crazy seems kind of genuine they just need to fucking get it over with though you know <laughs> there's definitely some sexual tension oh yeah it is Do you not like left. better hank or big ed 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 yeah i like Ed a lot yeah wait no i don't <laughs> i like harry harry and ed look the same I'm not sure you know which one you like. Ed is the guy that put on the fake mustache. I know. I know. Okay. And Harry Truman is the cop. Okay. Oh, and I, yeah, I like all those guys. Coming at me like that. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Big Ed returns home and finds Nadine on the living room floor, and he phones an ambulance. It seems like the only thing killing people is pills and water and no guns. And I'm very disappointed that we don't get to understand what Nadine was doing with the fucking curtains before she died. Is is she dead? She should. I mean, she took like a billion pills. It was on like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I would assume so. And if she's alive, they, they need to really like kill people in the show. Yeah, they don't kill anyone in the show except for Laura, that slut, <laughs> who we don't even know is dead. Right? She faked it. The whole autopsy yeah. fake. No, I I don't think she's dead. They had that scene afterwards where he finds her and calls 911. So it's like, oh, did he save her? You're already thinking that. So it's like, she's alive. I did like how he said something about for the love of God, Harry. So he really didn't want her to die. I like Big Ed. Lucy gives Harry the message from Leo. She says she heard a clock striking in the background, like the clock at the park. And Cooper instructs Hawk to set up a perimeter around Easter Park. James approaches Harry and Cooper, asks to talk to James instead. Leland enters and asks Harry if he found the killer. Hayward tells Leland to go home to Sarah. James gives Cooper a copy of the tape, and Cooper asks James about Jacoby seeing Laura. Cooper shows James the Ziploc bag of cocaine and asks why it was in his bike. That was such a fucking awfully written paragraph. Jesus, this person a lot. truly gave up in the fandom. There just so many names. No. <laughs> Do you know how many names I got out of that? There's a Sarah in this show. <laughs> Sarah is uh, Laura's mom. Oh, Jesus, just say Laura's mom then. <laughs> yeah. But I think there was something there. That was like a lot of stuff that happened that I didn't kind of glossed over. Yeah, it's like they try like, to make oh, stuff then, like quick and like, oh my yeah. god, this and this and this. But, yeah, it was probably just like a conveniently written scene where they're like, "Man, we haven't answered a lot of the questions <laughs> we set up. Like, we need to answer some of these in one scene." Yeah, they're yeah. like, "Just tie it up, tie it up right here." Like him giving the tape to 
Cooper. I, I didn't even remember that, really. I guess that kind of connects to those storylines, like Jacoby, and at least Cooper will be more on Jacoby, I guess. But they, they he knows that Leo did it, so I don't know what the fuck any of that means. Yeah, the only thing I got from that scene was that Leland looks like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Definitely not the same actor, but very similar yeah. vibe. Okay, How let's get bad were uh, Leland and Sarah's parents that Laura just like... Oh, yeah. She's just like, off fucking... like, yeah, banging dudes, doing drugs, and... Just yeah. manipulating left and right. And her parents are like, oh, my Laura, we used to dance, like, would her dad really do dance? She's a freak. That is all he did. I feel like that is what he did when he was home. He's like, oh, when she's here, I used to just dance. So he's like trying to bring it back like that's normal times. Or he was just like the guy from Saturday Night Fever where like the time of his life was when he was out on the disco dance floor, which is a great movie if you haven't seen. Yeah. Let's get to the next uh, line here. The Icelandic investor Einar Thorsen prepares to sign Ben's contract in Blackie's office. Hank calls Ben to tell him that Leo Johnson will get a house call and to black flag the firebug. What? Yeah, I wrote that. Line? I didn't get the black flag part. I, I think the that's... fire the firebug is Leo's car, right? Oh. So basically Hank and Ben are like plotting to kill Leo right there. I just like that Leo decides to change it up and not use a gun and decide to use an axe to kill Bobby. That's a good segue because Bobby enters the Johnson house. Leo goes after Bobby with an axe. Just as he is about to strike the final blow, Hank shoots him. Bobby leaves as Jared and Chet embrace each other on invitation to love while Montana dies. Bobby walked out so fucking calm. He's like, oh, <laughs> walked him right out it was crazy so hank ben and leo are all connected it does it all have to do with the development thing like or do you think he sells drugs i would just i think ben is the brains and everybody else is just a hired hand and like hank is in charge of leo ben's in charge of hank and they yeah so so do you think leo just kind of fucked everything up by being involved with laura Probably. And they're just like, get rid of him. Yes, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it was too sloppy. And Hank says, I told you to like mind the business, not open up your own shop. They're like, dude, you fucked everything up. Yeah, and he got Jacques involved. So it's just like too many, Jacques. too many things to too many variables. Yeah, Jacques. I just, uh, the only other thing I like from that scene is that Leo gets shot for the second time, by the way. Like this guy's gotten shot left and right. And he gets shot just like the way he shot the bird through the glass window. Oh, yeah. Ooh, very nice. But yeah. Leo's, I think Leo's dead. I feel like it's very, like season two with Leo would be kind of exhausting. Like they need to go, the first season's trying to make you feel like Leo killed them. But then I think season two would be more about how, oh, Leo didn't, who's the real killer? That makes sense. Shelly struggles in her bonds and Catherine approaches her with a gun. The bomb explodes and a fire spreads. Catherine unleashes Shelly and they run out. So before you guys talk, was that bomb so like silly? Just like how it was just like a poof. Yeah. I guess it was like a spark to catch everything on fire, but 
I was thinking about did he how did he know how to make this? Did was he like spending hours like practicing with the timer, wiring things? I don't see Leo like putting that much effort into things. Yeah, I wonder if Leo just outsourced it. <laughs> He's like, hey man, can you make one of those timer spark things? It was kind of a nice little Rune Goldberg machine, though, where he's like, I'm going to have this tiny little bomb that sets off this giant fire. So, yeah. And then Catherine going in there. What the fuck took her so long? She went, quiet. I'm thinking. It's like, what the hell do you have to think about? Just try to get her off of there. There's no way it's hard. There's something we're missing there. Because the life insurance thing where she signed it and like she was like, Hank calls her initially and goes, your package is in, or what you're looking for is in the warehouse. Horn took a life insurance policy out on her so he could get the money because he's going to kill her. He's going to kill her with that. I know, but I almost feel like she kind of knew what was happening when she was in there. She's like, "Uh, let me think about it. Like, what Uh, do you think what I want to do? Should I uh, die or not die? I just think she doesn't quite know what's going on. And so it's just like, hey, I'm in this situation with a girl tied up in a fire. I need to stop and think about this for a second. Like the same way we're thinking about it right now. Like you don't want to just like, oh, I'm going to save this girl. Maybe that girl was supposed to die. Mm -hmm. So I liked Catherine in this scene. I thought it was. I think I, I agree with you, Kevin. I think that she has a redeeming quality. And maybe next season it's where she's like the most liked. Yeah, maybe she gets a boob job. Yeah. Tightens up the hips. Yeah, loses like 30 years or (laughs) regains 30 years of her life. Gets rid of the big blanket tied around (laughs) her. A fire alarm goes off in the hospital and Leland tapes Jacques to his bed and smothers him to death with a pillow. That was crazy. Leland walks in, like did the alarm, decided to do that, but he walked in in like a masked man way, right? I, I thought it was the masked man. man. Right. I think that they're trying to show that somehow Leland is tied into this, but I think it's equivalent to like how there's multiple hearts, like someone has half of hearts. He's just another masked man. It just turned out that he's killing him that way, and they're trying to spin it like Leland was involved, but Leland's just pissed because he found out that um, Jacques had a part in his daughter's death. Yeah. That's no, a good theory, Owen. There's probably 12 different masked men, and we're just kind of thinking there's one, but like Yeah, maybe that's kind of where the show's going, is like how shitty all these people are. Yeah, Bobby was right at the funeral. Maybe it's like you guys all fucking do this. You keep yeah. doing this kind of shit, and now she's dead, and you guys keep making the circle. Pete asked Decker if anyone is in the mill and says he will check inside for Catherine. Uh, so th- what's interesting about that is because Owen just said how many killers there potentially are or how many bad people there potentially are. I think on this other side is like there's like potentially a lot of heroes. Like maybe there's not just one hero because I think Pete is a hero here. He's definitely a good guy. Yeah. Catherine kind of proved to be a good girl. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. A good spanking. A good spanking. <laughs> not a bad spanking. But I didn't have anything else on that oh. scene. Yeah, no say, more, no more questions, and no more thoughts of spanking. Uh, I like when Pete runs in and he goes, "She stole my wife." I love that. No, I thought that was great. Oh yeah, I was do you think, to... yeah. Do you think he's going in there to spank her? 
<laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's still my wife, damn it. <laughs> a little slap on the ass after that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that He's was really cool. Shelly too. Yeah. Well, she, <laughs> Benjamin signs the contract redacted by the Honorable MJ Kathy Esquire. The Icelandic what? Inv- what? Why are you mentioning that name? Is that, is that something you're supposed to know? I'm just reading. No, I have no clue who would catch that on a first watch. The Icelandic investor leaves with two girls and Ben says he will celebrate with the new girl. And then he goes, who's that girl? It's just. But Ben uh, is excited for the new girl. Ben enters Audrey's room where she is dressed as the queen of diamonds. And she is shocked to see her father. That was a creepy scene. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's when Audrey was getting the card sewed on her by the hunchback of Notre Dame before her her dad walks in to fuck. Do you think they fuck? Yeah. <laughs> dad yeah. doesn't care. He's a and dog. She, and she's just there to get whatever information she can. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't think she does. She's got a story. It, Dennis is a now story. a father. He's got to think about these things. <laughs> All right, we got the last paragraph, and then we're done. Hooper walks down the hallway to his room while making a recording for Diane, noting that the Icelanders were gone. He phones the hotel staff for a glass of milk and finds Audrey's note on the floor. Hooper answers the door and is shot three times. Serves him right. He ordered hot milk. That fucking annoys me. Like, who the hell? I don't get what the whole point of hot milk. It's an old-timey thing. But I've never had it once. I don't think I know a single person that's had hot. My uh, my three year old has to drink a hot baba every night. Forty three seconds in the microwave, hot baba. Right, well, dude, it has to do with sucking on a boob. That's, that's uh, the crazy part. Also, Cooper is just a certified freak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's an older like Lisa's dad. Every time he eats dinner, has to have a glass of milk, and he gets mad if he comes to our house and we don't have like milk. <laughs> he drinks a glass of milk with dinner. It's uh, I think it's a more of an old school thing. It is an old school thing. I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier that it's like a old timey thing, but it's just weird. And especially if you're at a hotel, like yeah. you just I feel like you just skip on the milk for the night. That's some self-control too. I would definitely be ordering like some nachos or like <laughs> some other item from having room service come. Yeah, and I also agree that that's the only important part that happened there. Nothing else was important. It's just the milk, and that's the end of the season. <laughs> I think the milk was definitely the most interesting. And Dennis, you bring up an interesting point, because my girlfriend's mentioned that her dad's the same way. Like, he drinks a glass of milk, like a full glass of milk with every dinner, and it's just, who the fuck does that? <laughs> yeah. And And Lisa's mom actually told me, she's like, when I met him, he would only drink whole milk. And I, she had to like convince him to drink skim milk. Yeah, my like, girlfriend's dad drinks whole milk. Yeah. She's like drinking cream. <laughs> Wait, is your girlfriend's dad and Lisa's dad the same guy? Well, I let Lisa I let Kevin use Lisa whenever he wants. Yeah, like I don't we don't consider right. That's two right, different right, girls. Right. That's like kind of like a Maddie Laura situation. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, just a couple quick things on this scene that I liked was 
I like that Cooper walks in at 4.37 a.m. because that's how you know it's a good night. <laughs> at the casino, yeah. That's If you leave the casino earlier than 4.37, that's a bust. Could you imagine being in Vegas, 4.37, how much you drank, going back and be like, give me a warm glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. True. I want to fucking throw up for sure. <laughs> so, so my next thing was, do you guys ever order room service? I can't think of a time in my life that I've ever ordered room service. I recently did on a work trip because I wanted to avoid seeing anyone else from work. So I was like, I'm not <laughs> going to leave my hotel until it's mandated. Yeah. So I ordered breakfast and lunch. Then I left my hotel and it, I was in the hotel for like hours, <laughs> just avoiding people. Only time I've ordered room service. I've only ordered it in like all inclusive resorts where it's free. Where it's going to be good. It's not just like some Marriott hotel in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, it's I mean, decent, but it's like it, I already paid for this food. Like it's part of it. Right. You could either go sit at some fancy dinner or you can just order the same food to your bed. No, this is like 2 a.m. when you get back from. I'm just thinking my last experience at all inclusive place. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, do we mention what happens to Cooper? Before we get there, I want to <laughs> confess that Cooper did not switch rooms. He was in the same room. So maybe Dennis's thing about the uh, <laughs> the guy's holds up is true because he is in the exact same room and he makes it very clear because the note's there. And he's like, I'm on the same floor. The Iceland people are gone. Oh, you know what it is? Like you've seen the multiple like people that show up to the wrong house and they're getting shot lately. It's like two of them. Yes. Same deal. So Cooper went back to his old hotel, walked in. The oh. Guy's like, oh, oh, this is my hotel, buddy. But yeah, Cooper gets shot three times. What do you guys got? Yeah, I mean, I love shows where the main character dies. So I don't think I don't know if Cooper's well, we know how guns work in the show. So I don't know if Cooper's actually gonna die. But if he does die, I'd be like, holy shit, like what the fuck else is gonna happen? That's crazy. So I kind of like it, but it is sad because Cooper is like one of my favorite people. I was surprised that that was the last scene. Like they they just set this up for another season for sure. Like it didn't feel like the end of a, a season, it felt like the middle of one. There's like nothing got tied up. I don't think at all. Other than who Jock was. Jock's dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, that's who they, they've been talking about. The big fat guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good segue because because you mentioned Jock, I would like to mention that Jock was my winner of the episode. Really? I loved the bite the bullet baby line so much okay. that it, and I thought he was just like, I thought he was way more interesting than I ever could have imagined. I think it could definitely pick my loser. And I think it's Josie. I think she just like sucked. She fucked up a lot of it. And Hank with the blood thing, she's just dropping the ball, I think, left and right. And I don't think that she did a good job. Wasn't a clean like fire light, like uh, of the mill. A lot of shit went bad. So. I kind of like though how she stood her ground of like a deal's a deal. Yeah. And she's like, does the blood pack and licks the blood. Like mm -hmm. she's kind of in on it. She, yeah. she wasn't a total like 
victim. On that note, my loser of the episode was Leo. I just think he came out just like not as interesting as I thought. Just a party guy got tied up in a bad few yeah. things and he kind of just had one tone throughout the entire series and didn't change. So just a little disappointed by Leo's character growth. I, I did like Leo saying that Shelly broke his heart because that, that felt real. But I mean, he also was like fucking girl maker and eat a poker chip. I don't think he believes that himself as much as he's yelling it. I think it's more like, <laughs> I want to kill a guy. And I would like like to tell myself that this is the reason why. He's mostly just jealous. I think I know who I have as a winner. I think it's Hank. And the reason why is Hank is kind of taking back his control of being the actual criminal, where Leo is just kind of like a, uh, I don't know, a rookie at it. Made a lot of bad mistakes. Dropped the ball a lot. Bloody t-shirt. Got the attention on him. He's just a hothead where Hank's a little more cool, calm, and collected and knows how to do it behind the scenes. So I think he's, he's going to take over the next next season as being like a badass. And he's also like winning his wife back. He's a very manipulative, charming guy. So yeah, I think it is setting him up for a really strong season too. Yeah, he's great. He keeps his mouth shut when he's in prison. He's like, I'll do this. I don't care. I'm going to prison. I got this domino keychain. <laughs> How people are how many people are intimidated by this thing? I won't be bored in prison. I got this. <laughs> I can suck it over, it, spin it. <laughs> Dennis, did so Dennis, did you have a winner and loser? Um, my winner, I think, is Mr. Horn. Um, very diverse business, owns a casino, the Great Northern, a perfume shop, just like such an aspirational person you know my loser is james just like he's <laughs> boring <laughs> i love it I, my loser is james because he's a loser <laughs> he's just horrible I, I still don't like him he's the he's the one character i never liked okay i agree he never he never turned around Catherine turned around josie got more interesting but james yeah never can we just say first season of twin peaks overall impressions oh that would be great yeah. yeah kevin i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would and it's made it a lot more fun just because of this podcast i don't think i would have enjoyed it that much if i was just watching it by myself and not over analyzing it that said like i'm not that excited for 22 more episodes in this next season i just think it's going to get more out of control and just too much to analyze, but I want to just get to that third season and see what the fuck happens 30 years later. Yeah, I, I agree where I think if I was watching this on my own, trying to binge watch it like in a week, I'd probably lose interest like near the end. I think the last three episodes have been good, like really interesting, but I feel like episode from three, like whenever he had the dream until they kind of started solving it. We're kind of filler episodes almost, but yeah, I'm really interested now what happens. And I think I will watch season two. Yeah. I think I agree too with both of you where it, if I was watching this on my, by myself, which I've tried doing and like watched one episode and be like, what the fuck is this? And completely stop watching. 
Um, if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't overanalyze or like look into anything. So, so yeah. I actually enjoyed it a lot more because you're like you're actually paying attention and looking deep into like every little aspect of it. So it made the show actually good. So I don't know who has the attention span to do that without having to like report back on the show yeah. or just watches it for fun. I think that's crazy. Um, it is. Right, because like we're looking at it for talking points, but these people are like actually out there looking for answers. Like we, like yeah. the, re the real truth is, there's probably not a lot of answers to a lot of our questions. Oh but yeah, I but I think a lot of the things that we talk about or hit on or end up actually being important. Important. <laughs> <laughs> important. That's a that's a wrap. <laughs> important. End of season. Big freaks. <laughs> Season one, the most important season <laughs> in podcast history. That was good. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs>